Beloved, you're about to listen to a message by Pastor Prince Laie. Pastor Prince Laie is the head pastor of Rescue World Chapel International and the lead evangelist of Christ the Healer Gospel Campaign. He has a dynamic teaching and healing ministry with miracles, signs and wonders that has affected and transformed many lives. And now, the voice of rescue. We bless you, we honor you, in Jesus' precious name, Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus, magnify the Lord, take back your seat. I want you to welcome someone who is on your left and right to the house of the Lord. Tell the person, welcome to Wisdom Impartation Service. Tell the person, your life will never ever remain the same. Oh, come on, you are not talking at all. Tell the person loudly, your life will never remain the same, my brother. Hallelujah. Clap your hands one more time to Jesus. Amen. We want to start in our month of June. We have already established from Sunday that our month of June is the month of spiritual establishment. Where we shall not backslide and we shall not fall. Amen. So when we say spiritual establishment, how do we respond? Spiritual establishment, I shall not fall. One more time, spiritual establishment. Spiritual establishment. Indeed, you will not backslide, neither will you fall. Clap your two hands for the Lord. I want you to announce to the one on your left and your right that this man, the Lord, will establish you. Oh, come on. Are you here at all? Tell the person, my brother, I don't care what you are going through. The Lord will establish you this month. My sister, the Lord will establish you this month. Hallelujah. Amen. Clap your two hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Amen. So, we'll be looking at a lot of things that affect spiritual establishments and a lot of things that affect spirituality. This is the month where we deal with, especially for a youthful church like ours, all over the world, wherever there are youth, there are some common dangers and common sins that are found among youths. And uh, it's of necessity and only wise for us to arm ourselves and arm our people and equip them. That is why this month was declared the month of spiritual establishment so that we'll deal with backsliding issues, things that can make you backslide. Nobody desires to backslide. Do you understand? Nobody wakes up and says, hey, I want to backslide. Nobody desires to backslide. Nobody wakes up and desires that all his spiritual efforts one day he will just fall and everything will go with no 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 one has that ambition but you see it just happens to people because of lack of understanding amen lack of wisdom lack that is why we are in wisdom impartation service 
So what you are going to hear is wisdom to save you. Amen. The Bible says that foolishness is attached to the hearts of what? Of a child. Not just baby, but spiritual ch- children too. Spiritual children. As my children, automatically, when you become born again, there is a, a spirit of foolishness that you come into the church with. Hmm? Tell the one by you that you came to this church with spirit of foolishness. Tell, tell the person. Uh, you are not saying it. I'm very, very serious. Oh, you don't believe in what the Bible says? Or oh, you think it is only for the physical children? Are you not a child of God? Ask the one by you, are you a child of God? So if the Bible talks about children of God, you are one. And the Bible says that foolishness is attached to anybody in the category of children. True or not true? So I said, therefore, announce to that beautiful sister and brother by you that you, you became born again and entered into this church with a high dosage of foolishness. Oh, these people, they are, they are disobedient children. Who, ha, say it. Nobody is telling, oh, are you afraid of this lady? Somebody should tell her for me. Somebody should tell this lady. Have you told yourself wherever you are seated? The media people, have you told yourself? Or you are afraid of your boss? Tell him. <laughs> so, in fact, you became, the day you were born again, you, be, you, you were born as a baby. And you are growing as a child. And as of now, you are still falling. You are like a toddler who still falls. See, you sin one time, you fall another, like that. So you are now learning how to walk. That is why you are still fighting with people, insulting people, and all that. So you are still not a mature Christian yet. So, like, automatically in your blood is a high concentration of foolishness. And that concentration of foolishness can only be eradicated from your system with the Word of God. Say the Word of God. You don't like it. <laughs> You better love it. Amen. So this month, I am here with a long cane of the word of God, the rod. The Bible says that, yeah, his rod and his staff, that's what, they comfort me. So I come to whip some people to comfort them from foolishness. Amen. Yeah, the word of God, when it is lashing you, it gives you comfort. Say comfort. So this month, when you are feeling some pepperish atmosphere around you, it's like, uh, those days where you food they, 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 they give you some some smearing of kakadu around ginger around some private parts so that your your mind will be alert <laughs> to be very clear <laughs> amen so as I smear some and as I apply the rod and the staff as a shepherd I am you see the staff is that thing that the shepherd uses. Hmm? You see there are on top of it is some, some uh, curved portion. It is called staff. And you see it is with the staff. Some of you think it is for life. Uh, <laughs> so the old men are learning that, that thing. It has a purpose. It is what the shepherd uses to rescue the sheep when it falls in a ditch. The sheep cannot hold the rod. But with the staff he can lock the neck of the sheep and pull it up. They can put the staff and just carry the baby sheep up from the ditch or from one corner he, his hand cannot get to. Did you understand? Uh-huh. And as they are walking and they are bearing up, he uses the, the straight path, the rod, to, to direct them. Don't come to the street. So you see, the word of God is a rod and a staff. 
it is used to control you when you are bearing up. Every day you need, if the shepherd says that as we are leaving home, I'll control them. When we get to town, they are bosses. They can control themselves. All your sheep will die. Either they will fall into mud, they will go and pass through dangerous ways. So as you leave them out, until you bring them back home safe, until we arrive in heaven, I have a full-time responsibility of guiding you with the rod. And the rod is painful. I know what they whip you out of the road, whip the nonsense out, whip the foolishness out, whip the mistakes out. Amen. amen. Oh, amen. amen. I hope you love that one. Amen. That is the only way. Bible says that beat your child, for he will not die, for you will save his soul. That's what Proverbs advise that beat the child while there is hope. You know, a time will come there will be no hope. When the thing becomes uh, he becomes very addicted to the smoking, he won't stop. It is now that you can whip it out of him. As is a young boy, hmm, when you grow, when a tree becomes big, you can't turn and bend it. But as a young plant, you can just direct it. So when you plant certain things, you have been directing it with some rod and some things. So that then it will climb. That's why when you plant yam or whatever, you, you, you put some rod there so that it will direct the movement of the plant. Do you understand? Good. So the word of God serves this purpose. So don't be angry with the word of God if it is lashing you. David says, it comforts me. It is rather comforting to know that I am being brought out of hell into, fire, into heaven. Amen. Is that a good idea? Good. So... This month, I know that I will not make friends. I will make only enemies. So I'm prepared for no response of amen. And I'm prepared for no clapping. And I, I, I'm prepared. I've psyched myself for the month. I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm prepared. No clapping. No amen. I know. I'll, and I'll survive. I'll put through this month. I won't die. <laughs> I can promise you, I'll survive this month. I'll show you that my preaching is not dependent on your response. Whether you like it or not, I'll preach. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Alright. So let us start. Let's start. Today, we are just starting with a short thing I call the generation of Esau. Say the generation of Esau. Yeah, I was just praying yesterday and the Lord told me that you see, the problem you are facing is a problem of Esau. And you are handling a generation of people and this world now is loaded with a generation of people who are after the order of Esau. They behave like the gentleman called Esau. And so talk about the generation of Esau. And I said, well, what am I going to say about God? I have not really. Then the Lord said, go to the scriptures. I will open your eyes to see the characteristics of the generation of Esau. Those who are after the blood of Esau. Amen. Yeah, I know the email won't come. I told you that it won't come. I told you. You see my prophecy has just started. Just with the introduction, nobody said amen. Hey. Lord, you want me. And I agree. Let's do it. Let's do it. Forget about them. Genesis 25, verse 24 to 34. Are we on the page now? Good. Now, we are all reading from verse 24 to 34. And I pray that the Lord will open our eyes to see what I'm seeing. Amen. One go. Let's all be outstanding. And read it together. Every one of us. And you see, I want you to get involved in the service. Hmm? Get involved in the service. Don't take yourself out. 
Once you are here, get involved so you get a full blessing of what God is going to do tonight. One go. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, that is Rebecca, hmm? behold, there were twins in her womb. That is at the ninth month when she was giving birth, she realized that they were twins. 25. And the first came out red, all over like an hairy garment. And they caught, you see, even before, jump, jump to verse 23. Jump to verse 23. That was what I was going to do that I rather change the chapter. Jump to verse 23. So that I'll start it very well. Uh-huh. And the Lord said unto her, Good, two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people, that is one generation, shall be stronger than the other generation or people. And the elder shall serve the younger. Do you see that there are two generations in this world? Say two generations. Next. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. Talking about the two generations. And the first came out red all over like an hairy garment. And they called his name Esau. So one of the generations is called what? And the Bible says that he has red hair. Hmm? Like people from Scotland and those places. Or in her, they have red, kind of reddish hair. Hmm? Like the prince. 26. And after that came his brother out. And his hand took hold on Esau's heel. And his name was called Jacob. So the second generation is called what? So the Jacob generation. And Isaac was three score years old. When she bore them, sorry, next. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, that is, a gifted or a skillful. The King James was a skillful hunter. Cunning means skillful. He was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man, that is, he was a raw man. He had no skill. He was like some of us. There's nothing good anybody can see from you. You, went, you look so down. You look so empty. When people are doing this, oh, Charlie, this guy is getting you, dear. Rock papa. Say rock papa. You don't look beautiful. You don't look anointed. You don't look gifted. Nobody may expect that you will become the great person in the family. That is the Jacob generation. Next. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. But Rebecca loved Jacob. See, the mother loved the one who was always there near Smasmano. Only she always there near Smasmano. But the father loved the one who was skillful and could go and bring meat for him to chew. And Jacob sought pottage. That means that he prepared stew because he was a kitchen aunt. Always with the mother at the kitchen. He knew how to prepare stew. Say stew. He knew how to prepare. Always was with the mother. If I have not been staying with your mother like some of us, you know nothing. And Esau came from the field. That is, he was a hunter. And he was faint. So that day when he came, he was hungry, weak. He was faint. He was weak. Next. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, I beg you, with that same red pottage, that same one. Say the same one. The rescue. Say the rescue. Wow. Okay. For I am what? I'm faint. That is, I'm weak. Therefore, was his name called Adam. Hmm? So,
So Esau was nicknamed Edom because of his bad behavior. Next. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at a point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? I'm hungry. You are talking about birthright. Yeah, yeah, baby, be a dear. I'll say blessing. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Next. <laughs> and Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he sware unto him. And he sold his birthright unto Jacob. By swearing. Next. And Jacob gave Esau bread and the stew of lentils. And he did eat and he added drink to it. Showed one. And rose up and went his way. Oh, beautiful. Therefore, Esau despised his birthright. Esau despised. He did not consider. He didn't care about his birthright. All he cared about was getting his belly filled with a red seal, like others are taking. Amen. Clap your hands for the reading of the word of God. Amen. Let's be seated now. Say the generation of Esau. Oh, say the generation of Esau. Ask someone by you, which generation do you belong? Are you, do you belong to the generation of Esau or Jacob? Which one? Choose one. Somebody said Jacob. You don't even know what I'm about to preach. <laughs> you are swerving <laughs> Esau. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, a generation simply means a kind of people that existed at a particular duration of time, okay? At a particular place over a specific duration of time. So we can just classify them as a generation. Maybe within 40 years, we have some group of people who were born and who existed, so it becomes a generation. Amen. All right. So, uh, uh, and then Esau, the meaning of the name Esau means rough. When he was born and he saw how rough his skin was with the hair, the red hair was on his skin, very, very rough. It was not smooth like someone with hair. He had hair all over, like the way some people have a lot of hair all over on their face. And you, you can really hold it right from childbirth. And so his name stems from the word rough. And uh, I, I believe that this name actually affected his character because he was known as a very rough guy. He was not gentle at all. He was very rough, very notorious. He was not like his brother was very calm. He was very rough and very notorious. Now, let's look at 10 facts about the Esau generation. 10 facts about the generation of Esau. 10 things you will see about the generation of Esau. So by the time we finish it, you will categorize or you, you will position yourself under each category. Is that a good thing? Yeah. You, in fact, you don't need to. You will know where you belong. Whether you are a generation of Jacob or you are a generation of Esau. Number one, the generation of Esau, they have a contentious and competitive destiny, but are mostly ignorant of the battles around it. They have a contentious and a competitive destiny, but are mostly ignorant of this battle. You see, when you read verse 26 and verse 23, you realize that even in the womb when it was announced from verse 23 you realize that even in the womb God told them 
that in your womb are two generations or two kinds of people. And it says that these two people, they are, they, they are going to be fighting, struggling for power. But eventually, one is going to overcome the other. It said, the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb, and two manners of people shall be separated from your barrels. And the one shall be stronger than the other. That means that they are in contention. When we say contention, they are contending. They are fighting. They are struggling. There is a form of battle. Even in their mother's womb. They were fighting right there. Over superiority. Who is going to be significant in life. Who is going to be great in life. Who is going to be the eldest. Who is going to be the youngest. Who is going to serve. And who is going to be served. They were fighting right from their womb. These two generations. And you see, that is one thing about the Esau generation. They are people whose destinies are born out of a lot of contention. Their destinies are, are, are founded in competition. They are people who, who were born and unknowingly to them. Sometimes they don't even know that the, 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 the great destiny that they have is being contended by the devil. Most of the time they don't know. There are people that when you listen most great men and most, most, most people who are popular, some of them, when you listen, they will tell you that they are, they are, they are, maybe their mother tried to abort them some, for, for some time and then the drug failed. Some of them, they were, they, they were aborted, went to push somewhere and all that. Like a lot of them, their destinies have gone through a lot of battles. And they tell you that, you see, uh, when my mother was pregnant, she had an accident, they thought I was dead, and then I break through. It's like there's always, some of them, they were twins, one tied and left the other. They seem to have a kind of story around them, around their birth, or around their destiny. There's always something that is fighting them. And this is one of, 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 of the signs of the Esau generation. They are born with a great destiny, but it is always characterized with contention. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is always characterized with battle. It is not, it is not a free lunch destiny. It's a destiny where the devil starts fighting them from day one. I've heard stories about people who, when they were, uh, when they were born, look at, look at a man, a man like Archbishop Duncan Williams. When you study his story from the day he was born to the, the, the day he became born again, most of the things that happened to him to the extent that even his two fingers had to be roasted off by fire. The things that he has gone through and the things that he has suffered even before how he was even rejected by the family and he was a vagabond and he was nothing into, into drugs and then all sorts of things. But you see that it is only because his destiny is a great one and so it attracted contention. It attracted competition. So you see that Esau right from the womb was being com com contended by his brother. When you jump to verse 26, you realize that even when he prevailed in the womb to come out, his brother still had his heel. In other words, the battle is not over, brother. The battle, say, say the battle is not over. Some of you, the devil has fought you before you broke through to SHS. It was a family battle. It was a big thing. And when you broke through to SHS or to university, you thought you have arrived. But the devil is telling you that the battle is not over. And now that you are done with SHS, you see that the whole battle has started again. For you to go to the next level, it seems like the battle has started again. For you to enter into university, it seems like the, it seems like the, the tape has been replayed. And you are facing the same struggle, the same adversary, the same situation goes and comes. Contention. That is a sign of an Esau generation. 
their life is always characterized because of the greatness of their destiny. When they are, they are born, they have to go through a lot of situations. And that all represents the, the, the battles that are in their life. But you see, the saddest thing is that they themselves don't know that their lives are involved in a battle. Do you know that Esau didn't know that his life was involved in a battle? He didn't know. He was just a baby, innocent. The Bible says that the two of them, having done any wrong or good, God chose his path. Because God knew their destinies, what they are going to become. How they are going to live their lives. So God sided with one right before even they were born. Can I have an amen? You see, so Esau himself did not even know that his brother was contending with him. He didn't know. He did not know that his brother wanted to replace him. And that's a lot of us here, we don't know that there is a devil that is fighting us. We don't know. And that we see going to church like uh, there are a group of people called rescue who are disturbing us, uh, people inviting us. If I don't go to church, they will talk. You yourself, you don't know that there is a devil that is trying to frustrate your life. There's a devil that wants to destroy you. You see, the devil has employed you and you are using your own hands to destroy your own destiny for him to sit down and relax. You don't even know. It's a very, very sad thing. Oh, don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. Number two, they are greatly endowed with skill. The generation of Esau, they are greatly endowed with skill, talent, and anointing for the fulfillment of their destiny. You see, the generation of Esau, like I've told you, are people with great destinies. And it's characterized by battles. The reason is because God rides from their they are, they are birthing, or right from the time they, they, they entered into this earth, they, are, they have been anointed, they have been gifted, they have been given skill. And you see, these are people who are very good in certain areas. And some of you are here, you are good in something. Some of you, you know the, the, how good you can be in certain things. You can see that you are anointed, you can see that you are gifted among your peers. You seem to be extraordinary. Or among your peers, you seem to be the celebrated one. You are the one they say you are beautiful. You are the one they say that you are very intelligent. Among your, your parents, children, or among your siblings, you are the choicest one. You seem to be the one at the office that people kind of respect, honor. People think that in the class you are the best. These are signs of what the Esau generation. Amen. They are a generation of people who are very gifted. Now, you just, just look at our, our 21st century. This generation is a typical example of the generation of Esau. Look at the inventions that have happened in these centuries, these few centuries. Look at the inventions. Look at the aeroplane. It used not to be there. Look at the ship. It used not to be there. Look at, look at vehicles. Human beings were gifted with wisdom and skill. And they were able to create all these kind of brilliant things. Look at the light. Look at this microphone. You also look at rockets that can go up. Look at this spaceship. Human beings have been able to sit down to think how to survive outside Earth, outside planet Earth. And all this was not there in some generations backwards. But in this, our generation, we are doing wild things. Now you can be in one continent and you can release one missile and it will leave your continent and go to another continent. You know continent, right? It is not from Ghana to Togo. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It lives somewhere like Africa. And it can go all the way to Australia or to Asia and go and then destroy <laughs> some people over there. And you can just be here and you are controlling it in your room. Is it, is it not skill? 
Is it not talent? It used not to be there. But you see, we have entered to the generation of Esau where we are gifted with skill. We are gifted with talent. Look, look at our current musicians. Look at how they are able to, to get the words. Look at how they are able to get the rhythm. Some of the rhythm, when it comes out, whether you are Christian, Buddhist, Hindu, whatever, when you hear it, you either run for your life or you will join them to sing it. The rhythm is so catchy. Have you heard some of this rhythm? It's so catchy. And some of you Christians even speak tongues with Shatawale's rhythm. Oh yes, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Some of you, when they are playing the, the, the rhythm, especially that is song, Freedom. Freedom. I, I saw a Christian who said, Ah, this one to be good for tongues. Ah. Then a Christian started, Shala, Freedom. How do you say that, that, that song? And it has some beats. So when you mix it with tongues, it flows. Freedom. You know, I don't know how to sing the song, but if you start singing it, I can fix it in for you. Very, very dangerous. You see, it's a generation where where we are gifted. Look, look at football. Look at look at what a man like Ronaldinho can do with the ball. Come on, we have watched well, Pele. We've watched those people, but you see, we have not yet seen a man who can play with the ball like Ronaldinho. And even after he has left the pitch, we've still not gotten a hundred percent replacement. Ronaldo is doing his, but he doesn't have that skill. He has his speed and other things. Messi is dribbling, but he doesn't have playing with the ball. Playing with the ball is a different thing. Playing with the ball as if he's laughing at you and still scoring you. You see, that's a different thing. The onlooking passes and other things. He invented it. <laughs> you see, gift. Say gift. Say the generation of Esau. But how many ballon doors did that guy take? How long did he play football? Gigs. People like Gigs were not so Gigs could, could dribble like Messi or like Iniesta. Gigs play his ball like Iniesta. But Gigs lasted in football on the pitch longer than Ronaldinho. True or not? No, not true. No, Ronaldinho is uh, when you are rating world best, Gigs will not get close to him. But the thing is that look at Zidane. Look at his style of play. And look at the ball Ronaldinho played. You see, the gift is different. And you see that one was loved. It's like Ronaldinho was loved by every, in fact, all the all the enemies were even clapping. They will be clapping for him. It's like because what you will do with the ball, you 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 will resign from being an opponent for the next ninety minutes. And after they close the ball, you become an opponent. Because the, you will fall in love with the gentleman. You fall in love with the gentleman. But what did he become? Because of the characteristics of the generation of Esau, he ended nowhere. He ended nowhere. We have several examples. Tiger Woods can stand at a far distance. Tiger, how many of you know Tiger Woods? World best golfer. Stand at the farthest distance. World record. Like, it's not one year old. These are people who took over the world for almost 10 years unbeaten. It's like, it's, it's like they have become a principality. This is a gift. It never existed. And they can stand at the farthest place and kick one golf ball across mountains and hills and as if they, they have a micro or, or uh, what we call the, a telescopic eye they can zoom the distance and know the amount of force to apply to the ball for the ball to get right where the hole is so that they can beat everybody on the, on the pitch they get that's the generation of Esau they are the people who can prophesy they are the people who can preach they are the people who can see visions when you are with them in church in fact you feel you are not called very, very gifted. 
say miracles, miracles. In preaching, preaching, they are they are more favored than other people. But they're in the category of the generation of Esau. Can I have an amen? As the one said by you, are you a generation of Esau? Very skilled, very talented, very anointed for the fulfillment of destiny. Verse 27. Quickly. Do I have time at all? Verse 27. And the boys grew, and Esau was a gifted hunter. Gifted. You see, his brother was not. <laughs> that is why you look, you look a very beautiful lady. Uh, like, by all standards, you know that this one, she should be, it's like, if anybody wants to marry, she should be the first to be selected. But they all end up either with broken marriages or not married at all. And we see the simple lawyers who don't have that, that physical beauty on campus, they come out and they marry. We see the Bukulong people who look like some way. When they are coming to class, when you look at their shadow and the shadow of a man, it's almost the same. Do you know how to judge by shadow? Oh, when you see the shadow of a woman, it goes like that. There are some curves in it and some slow movement. When you see the shadow of a man, it goes like train. Bang, 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 bang. He's going, he's in a hurry. But you see, this, uh, and when you see a woman bookalong without beauty, that, that's how they are. Pre- that, if you meet them in secondary school, don't venture their dining hall. They, say, they fight for dining table. <laughs> they don't spare their dining hall food. <laughs> you see, but they are the people have seen that they are the people. That's what the Bible says. The race is not for the swift. They are the people who get successful marriages and become magistrates. They are the people who are, who, who are able to become chief justices and the people who tell unity now huna. They are the people who are married. And then when we see the Miss Dianes and we see the princess, whatever. When they appear, everybody starts looking left and right. And they intentionally come for lectures late. So when they enter, even the lecturer himself is confused. Yet, when they complete school, they are not married. Most of them, they don't get good marriages. And those who marry, it doesn't keep long. Then their marriages will, will just break. Why? The generation of Esau. They are gifted. They are blessed. They are intelligent. They have what it takes. Yet, they seem to have a problem. Am I communicating? Look at the likes of Michael Jackson. The generation of Esau. No, no young boy was able to make an international impact like Michael Jackson. He didn't grow to make impact. Too. He made impact in his teenage. He was known by the then world when he was a teenager. <laughs> He's not an evangelist. But in his crusades, People were falling under the anointing. That's Michael Jackson. Go and look for his old clips. You will see, by the time he appears, people see him and then they are just falling. Falling under the... People are collapsing. And they are picking them with red cross. They are picking them because they are under the anointing of Michael Jackson. But he was not even a Christian. But they are under his anointing. Under his influence. Under his influence. They cannot stand the gift. How a young boy, black boy, can sing with a voice eh, eh, like, like it has been fine-tuned. What is the fine-tuned? you understand? <laughs> not what they are disturbing us on the airwaves now. It's not studio. It's not studio work. Now we have musicians who 
go for studio. Uh, it's a studio that makes the thing fine. So when you, when you invite them and you hear them, they're like, ah, is it the one who wrote the song or the one the song wrote? Because it seems the song has made him popular. He didn't really make the song. <laughs> oh, amen. But look at Michael Jackson. Those days when there was no studio gymnastics that can find you. When he sings, it's like people fall down. It's not like one though. It's like Benin was thrown his jacket. People fall down in steps. Like that. And they are carrying them. Carrying them into the, uh, uh, the ambulance. Because they are under the anointing. Of Michael Jackson. But look at how he ended. Raping children. Sleeping with children. Always going to court. Defilement. The generation of Esau. The generation of Esau. Kabeka. Look at this here. Look at Kabra. Kabra. Look at them. The generation. Very gifted. Very gifted. Very gifted. Amen. How many of you know Cosby? Bill Cosby. How many of you know Bill Cosby? Those days when we were much younger, uh, not your, your days, you, you don't know, at least Charles will know. Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby show was what every child or every, like, like every young person watches Bill Cosby. During weekends, we, 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 don't, we, we, we don't want to miss it. It is a family movie where you, you sit down and then you'll be laughing because they'll make you laugh. And it's so nice. The whole world, including Africans, we knew Bill Cosby. And then, Certain things started sleeping around with somebody, blah blah blah, bam, arrested, and all, all sort of things. Because we over to today, missing. Recently, I saw that they were uh, one television station started showing those series again, but the the anointing in it is gone, the influence is gone, so it didn't make the name like it was making in those days. If I'll come to pastors, plenty. <laughs> if I come to pass this year, baby. Number three. They are a generation. Are you following my, my, my simple story? I said a generation of what? Okay. They are a generation that lacks piosity, uprightness, and undefilement. The generation of Esau is a generation that lacks piosity. Say piosity. See, you are, you are not talking today. Say piosity. What is the meaning of piosity? To be holy. They lack holiness. The generation that don't understand the language called holiness. Say, it's like they, they, they don't understand that language. The language that says that no sex before marriage, they don't know it. It, 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 it is like death sentence. As in, while sending them to death, it is impossible. It looks so impossible for them. Piosity is out. Holiness is out. That's the generation of Esau. Say mercy. They lack uprightness. They are not upright. Liars, cheats, thieves. Very, very skillful, but they are very, very criminal. Very, very evil. Undefiled. They are people who don't understand being on the foul day, they are always working in defilement. They are a generation that lacks piosity. Verse 27, the same place. The Bible says, And the boy grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter and a man of the field. But look at Jacob. They, they lack what Jacob, the generation of Jacob has. Look at the generation of Jacob. And Jacob was a plain man. 
plain man. Plain man. And the Greek word that was used there as plain, it translates as what? As upright. Pious. The Hebrew word there means upright. You can check with your sword Bible. It means upright. The word is tayo. It means upright. It means, it means uh, uh, someone who is undefiled. So Jacob, people say uh, Jacob was a supplanter. His name means a thief. But let me tell you, when they were born and as they were growing up, Jacob was not a thief. It was his, his eye for the leadership that made him take it. But as unto that time, Bible described Jacob as a pious man. You think God blesses the wrong people? You think God pitches camp with them? That's why God said, when they come, eh, the younger shall overtake the elders. God, God knew that the younger will be holier than the elders. Very pious. Very upright. That was Jacob. But his brother was not like that. Esau was not like that. Even from his name, he was a rough, like we say, ruffian person. Esau was a notorious. That Esau was was a soldier. He became a soldier, an army commander with his own troop of rebels. And even he, where he even went to even marry, take a wife. His father and his mother didn't like, but he didn't mind them. So when you read the next chapter, the last verse of the next chapter, you see that he went to marry from the Hittite. He married Judith among the unbelievers. Went to marry unbelievers, people who don't, who don't go to church. So when he married Judith from among the unbelievers, his father, Isaac and Rebecca, they were not happy with this. Ah, why is this guy so notorious and so stubborn? Where Christians don't marry, like some of you, generation of Esau. You want to marry unbelievers. Oh, by the time they finish with you, you understand why the Bible says, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Yes. By the time they make you take medicine to you destroy your womb, they make you abort so, so your, your whole womb is aborted with the medicine. That will be the day you understand that when the Bible says, you are not wiser than when the Bible says that as a Christian, don't marry an unbeliever. He was not joking. That was what Isaac did. Uh, 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 Esau did. The generation of Esau, they have no spirit of piety. No, they are very gifted. They are very anointed. When you see them there, you know they have the call of God. You know they have the call of God. It's like, it's like their gift throws everyone. Because, and you see, they are loved by people. They are, they are admired by people. Do you know why? Because of their gift. Bible says that, and Isaac loved Esau. Why? Because of his hunting skill. He brings venison. He brings something. So because of their prophetic gift, the apostolic gift, because they can work miracles, because of they, they, they can play the ball well, they can sing well, they can do something well, because of their gift, because of their beauty, they respect nothing. Say the generation of Esau. Am I communicating? Ask the one by you that, are you lost? <laughs> because what, what, what I'm talking about today is very, really unfamiliar. <laughs> Esau was a notorious and a rowdy person, according to his, even his name. And he practiced it. That's why when his brother was going to meet him with sheep, he went to meet his brother with soldiers. Do you remember? When Jacob was coming, did he come with sheep? Did Esau come to, to meet him with sheep? Because all his life, that is why his father looked at him and told him that you see, your curse is your, is, is your destiny. The way you have chosen. It is by your sword you eat. Because that is the life that you have been living. So your sword is what will bring you meat. Irrespective of your gift, you will struggle. That's what the father told him. 
So for, for the rest of his life, he will have to go and, you know, hijack a city, fight before he can get this. He has to always fight and be round, notorious. And we see them very, very gifted. They are in class. They will always get the first, but they are notorious people. And the school cannot start them because they are going to bring the first class. They are going to bring the, the six ones. And their names are all over on the wall. But they are very intelligent. So when you are sacking them at the PTA meeting, they will check their results. Say, hey, but this guy too, he is very, very intelligent. And it makes it very difficult to sack them. I was in SLC, so I know some of these things. When some students, the first thing that school administration does is to check their academic records. If they are good students, then it's okay, let's not rusticate him. Or let's not sack him. Rather, let's give him internal suspension so that he will work because he's a very, very good student. That's what they say. That is the generation of Israel. They are very good, but very, very stubborn. Very gifted, but very, very notorious. Number four, they have favor before man and esteem above the masses because of their skill, their talent, and their anointing. I've said that. Because of what they are good at. You see how people like Ronaldinho? Me, I didn't know that gentleman until one day I got to the local station. There was a mask. They said, uh, what? Uh, I think before I watched him, I watched him at the World Cup and uh, he played for Brazil, scored some long distance free kick. You, 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 you like football, you remember. Some long distance from the center, like almost the center, scored a free kick. But aside that one, where, where in fact, I opened my mouth. Is he a, a human being? At the station, I was passing by, there was a giant screen. And we were watching Barcelona with another team. Whether Manchester or so. <laughs> so I was watching. And the way the guy was playing the ball, people who were in the opposition jersey were clapping. People who were, <laughs> were clapping. It's like, I just fell in love with the guy. Start to look for more things about him. Go to YouTube and check some of his videos. And I, up to now, I still have some of his moves on my laptop. I've deleted a lot of messages, but it's his own. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I'm making you understand that you see, sometimes when I'm bored and I want something to watch, say, let me watch Ronaldinho. Then I'll just put it again. They say, I've watched it from KNUSD. I'm still watching. For years. <laughs> I'm still watching. That should tell you how gifted. If you want to see what I'm saying, when we close, come for my laptop. And after you finish watching it, you tell me whether there is a player currently who plays like him. They are talking about this fans guy, and other things. They, they all don't play like Ronaldinho. Oh, what's his name? This young, uh, yeah, the map. They don't get close. They have the speed, pace, whatever. Only, only, only one style. Ronaldinho. My goodness. <laughs> when you see him and he smiles with his teeth. Even by the time he has dribbled you and you are angry and maybe you have kicked him, when he gets out there, he's laughing. <laughs> he's laughing. Never angry. Very gifted, but womanizer. Very gifted, but sleeps at the club. Sleeps with prostitutes. What, what money doesn't he have? That is what ended Ronaldinho. Won't go to training. No discipline. When there's training, he won't go. And when he comes to and you face him, he will play better than those who came to the training. <laughs> Take it. He won't go for training. When he comes, have you seen people like that? They won't come for rehearsals. But if you just call them and say, come and sing, yes, you don't. Because I bet two of my women will buy rehearsals. You can go with 
church, they can sing the song. They will not come to church. They won't come early. You are angry with them. But when you just give them the mic, go and lead this. As if they came prepared. They are very, they have the charisma. But they have not prayed two weeks. They have not prayed one man. Oh, what I'm saying is not true. There are people on bombire, but oh, I don't know oh, who I do not share there. It's you know, about oh, Jimmy the Mark or that, but on bad pair, we will be asking come. That's what we see on the television now. They say, oh, we are got that white, white, white. They are the generation of Israel. They have the gift, but no piety, no uprightness, no holiness, notorious with clerical. Say the generation of Israel. Say Lord, have mercy. And everybody loved them. Everybody loved them. We know they are sinners, but we love them. We love them. Some of you, you are dying for Stone Boy. Are dying when you hear his song. Then something is doing you. Some of you, you just love Satawal. It's like you just love how rowdy he is. It's like if like God should give you one week of freedom. One week, just a God. If God says, "Okay, I've declared one week of religious freedom," every Christian. You can go and sing for one week. I'm sure that the song you would have really played and listened to and watched the videos will be that gentleman. Because you love him. You know that he's not on point, but you love him. Say the generation of Esau. His father loved him because of his skill. Amen. But you see, that is verse 28. Okay? Number five. They have a problem, my time. They have a problem with managing their weakness. That's where the trouble starts. That's where the problem of Esau starts. The generation of Esau are so gifted, so anointed, so intelligent. 21st century children. When they pick your phone, they can download the game they want and play it for you. When you were like them, you didn't know what Android phone was. But now, see, you give your phone to Israel. And see what Israel can do with your phone. So the first century children. Hmm, it's all sad. Well, about two days ago, I saw a video. Two children like Israel, small, small. He said, that's why I tell you that. Don't joke with those children. Like Israel, small, small, two. And they were in the hall. In their mother's hall. You, 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 you've also seen it. They were in their mother's hall. And the boy took off his sister's panties. Two children. And they were doing different styles. Oh, it's not like somebody said, and the, the small boy was behaving like they're having sex. So I was wondering, does he even know what erection is? What is he doing? And he was doing the thing like he has been watching. That means that these are children, their parents have sex, and they think, and the children have learned it. So the boy knew how to take off the panty knew how to make the girl lie down and how he too you go and know how to do the different levels of moves but they were very very small one one that we saw they had run away another uh, set of children they've gone to behind uh, a school block they've gone to hide behind the school block and they were kissing and when they kiss more then they would check small boys like Isina who taught them that what they are doing is wrong when they kiss more then they would check then they'll come and kiss then when they done, they did this. Then they ran to uh, uh, break over. Children, it's not move you. Their IQ is developed. That's why now young young ladies, 
you, the, uh, those days, if you, you, you uh, young ladies who menstruate, maybe from 14, 15, up to now, 9 years, 8, 9, 10, they are already pregnant. There's this lady that, that they called me. Yeah, there's this lady they called me. I have to pray for the lady because I called the hospital. I called her name. The child is bigger than the, the uh, outlet. So, uh, how? Osa, 13 years I called her. One him nine months. I'm a Okowo. Obie the fourth to Gusu Bompai Wachia. The generation of Esau. Say the generation of Esau. They are very fertile. Everything about them is good. <laughs> but the problem is that the problem is that you see the problem with this is that they lack the ability to manage their weakness. Let's go to the scriptures. Verse 30. They have a problem, and their problem is managing their weakness. They don't know how to be weak. That oh, today I'm feeling weak, and then they manage it and don't sin. They don't know. In other words, they don't understand self-control. Everybody says self-control. That's what this group is that we are microwave generation. The generation of Israel is a microwave generation. Everything is by micro everything is by in fact, if you want the television to come on, you don't walk, you don't do anything, just just press the remote. If you want your your car to open, you can press remote to open. You want your main gate, you can just get there, it's open. So we are living in a generation of uh, of, 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 of technology and everything is quick, 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 quick. There is nothing like uh, waiting and procedure. No. Now we don't want waiting. We don't want procedure. We want everything to be one touch. Everything to be one touch. So we cannot wait for the anointing. We cannot wait for the power. We cannot wait for the day when, 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 when God will be using us to do great things. We cannot wait for marriage. We can't. We are too quick. Like, like we are too much in a hurry. We cannot wait till we marry before we have sex. We have to do it now. That's the generation of Esau. We don't understand time. We don't understand self-control. That the fact that I feel it doesn't mean I do it. The fact that I feel it doesn't mean I eat it. The fact that I feel it doesn't mean I drink it. Self-control. They don't understand it. Understand it. That's the generation of Esau. As you are seated here, we are very, very anointed. Very, very powerful. You are all gifted in several things. But the problem of a lot of us seated here is called self-control. Say self-control. And what is going to destroy a lot of us is called self-control. Because we are not ready to control ourselves to the right time. We are not ready to hold on to the right time. When you tell some people who, who, who are in relationship, that hey, listen, you are in JHS, you are in SHS, what, what do you want? They, they are in a hurry. They still want to be, be in a relationship. SHS, what will, you, what, what will you do? Young guy, you are just back from SHS. You yourself, you don't know your left and your right. You are, you are in a relationship. You have about seven years to go, six years to go, five years to go. You don't know when you will be married. You, you are sleeping together with your mother and everybody in the porch. Or in the hall. And you want to have a beloved. You want to have someone that you can't marry in the next five years. What are you doing with your life? You can't marry in the next three years. In the next two years, you can't marry. And you are here when we tell you that, wait, take your time. You have started a relationship. No wonder you are pressing, you are kissing, you are fooling about, you are having sex, you are fornicating because the time is not right. And you have started it. Self-control. You don't understand it. Don't clap, don't clap. I know you don't want to clap, so 
Don't intentionally clap. Don't, don't, don't intentionally clap. They have a problem with managing their weakness and controlling their lust and their cravings. They are in a hurry to leave their father's house. They are in a hurry to leave their mother's house. They are in a hurry to join a boy who has never married them. They are in a hurry. They are in a hurry. They cannot stay for the month to come and marry them. They cannot stay. They are in a hurry. They are in a hurry to trap the man with sex. In these days, sex trap a man. In these days, even Oppo knows how to dodge Oppo. In these days. Do you know Oppo? <laughs> even Bolabed has learned the tactics of dodging the hunter's stone. Yes. Haven't you seen a bird that you trapped and the bird stood afar and stretched the neck and picked the back and went away and your trap didn't get I may have been a hunter before. I know what I'm saying. Some of the bears, they understand your language. They know that this thing is a trap. So when they come, they are able to eat the thing without stepping on the stick for your trap to get them. And I wonder where they get the wisdom from. The generation of his <laughs> Amen. Am I, am I communicating? May God have mercy on us. Because we don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. You want to trap the person with sex. You want to trap him with, with pregnancy. These days. These days we trap a man with pregnancy. Oh. These days, <laughs> a man can even drink the medicine to abort it for you. You joke. <laughs> you joke. A man can drink the medicine kiss you and then some will enter into you to abort the baby and you will see. In this generation, we get pregnant to, to trap a man. Tell somebody that don't be part of the generation of Esau. Learn how to manage your weakness, my dear. Sex is not a sin, but sex before marriage is a sin. Sex outside marriage is a sin. Sex was made by God. It is for reproduction. It has a purpose. It is for procreation. So that we have more human beings on earth. But it must be done in marriage. It was when the two became one flesh that there was something called sex going on. It hasn't happened before. It happens after the marriage. So after you marry, that is when you do that. Anything you indulge in before marriage is making you behave like Esau. And you are going to suffer the consequences of Esau. That's the truth. That's the truth. Because the generation of Esau, they will suffer the consequences of Esau. And a lot of us as we are seated here, we are suffering from the, the, the sin of Esau. That because we are part of the generation of Esau. And it's so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. Very, very gifted people. Very, very anointed people. But I pray that God will raise a generation of Jacobs out of us. How many of us will... will, will, will we see a beautiful lady, let's say Miss Weld, give you scholarship. And then you will, you will, you will just behave like, like what Joseph did. A lot of us will go and even tell our friends that I've gotten a big fish. True or not true? We will go and tell our parents that, hey, do you know the man who picked me up? It is Mr. So-so-and-so. Big name. 
than goats. Or maybe despite. We will start melting by the time just, just when the, the Range Rover just honk. When you start freezing. You start freezing. Already you have said yes. 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 For, for the go. Generation of Israel, you cannot wait for prosperity. You are in a hurry. You are in a hurry. We are not like Jacob. No wonder. You see, Jacob was just two years away from becoming the prime minister. How many years? Just two years. He has grown from his father's house. There were prophecies concerning him that he's going to rule the whole world. But it took him about 28 years. And after 28 years, he was still, in fact, he has been reduced from being the best in his father's house to become the slave in a foreign nation. But two years to ascending the throne, that was when the devil saw into the future. And realize that just in two years time, this guy is going to travel outside the country. No, I must do something. Just in two years time, this guy is going to get a contract. No, I must do something. Just in two years time, a company is coming to employ this lady. No, I must do something. Just in one year time, in, in six months time, in three months time, a certain contract is going to come. A certain employment is going to come. A certain man is going to come. He's about to meet a certain man that will marry him. Change his destiny. Just in one month time. No, I must do something. Then he positioned Potiphar's wife two years to the throne what would you have done because you didn't know there was a throne there because you didn't know how it would come you would have said ah this is if because a lot of men they listen to their wives and you know, if the wife say release this guy from being a prisoner who want to come to church and come and praise God hallelujah oh I've been released I'm no more a prisoner meanwhile you don't tell us that you, you slept with your boss to be released I've gotten a job. You will not tell us what you did to get a job. The generation of Esau. By the grace of God, I've gotten admission. You are not telling us the sugar daddy that paid for you. And you are here to give glory to God. Is it not happening? People will come and wave handkerchief, but they will not tell you the process. But you see, as you are seated here, there is a blessing very close to you. Don't be a generation of Esau. Don't be. I'm sitting down. The reason why that girl is now chasing you. You see that all those years she didn't mind you. You see that it is now that she has started calling you. The reason why she's now calling you. The reason why that guy has now finally arrived and is giving you attention is because you, you are very close. If you are not close, they don't even have your way. The devil has a way of moving people to fall in love. And they will come in tears. And they will come crying. But they have been influenced by the devil. They themselves don't know they are just weapons in the hands of the devil. It is after they finish you. Now, TTF will win so. Then they will treat you like the prodigal son. They will not feed you anymore. Now, they will leave you with nothing. That is when, now, when you want to continue, they will start demanding something from you. Because they've gotten you in the trap. They've gotten you there. You have lost the blessing. And the devil is using that to rob a lot of people of their throne. May you not suffer that thing. I said, may you not suffer that thing. They lack self-control. They are a generation who can't manage their weakness, lust, and, and, and cravings. They can't manage hunger. In our generation, a lot of people can't manage hunger. When they become hungry small, they will backslide. When they become hungry small, the ministry, they will not do it. 
When they become hungry small, they'll go and look for a shortcut. Okay, I'm singing in church. I mean, I'm not getting any money. And so, so I've gotten a producer. All the people want to help me. They are all worldly people. They say, if I can just do one, one worldly song. That is how they all become hip life and hip hop artists from the church. That's how. Because they cannot suffer hunger. Verse 30. Verse 30. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red potter. Say that same. Listen to me. The temptation that will come to you will not change you. It will be the same temptation. Say the same rescue. Come on, you are not saying this word. Say the same rescue. He went and told the brother that give me that same. That means that he has come there before. When someone says the same, that tells you that they have already been a previous dealing. So he doesn't want you to give him green stew. No contumely. Give me that same red tomato one. Give me that same rescue. Give me that same rescue. Give me that same thing. You see, I'm telling you, any exams you fail, God will not promote you. Is there promotion when you fail? When you fail, do they promote you in class? Then your school is a very good one. Tell me so that I'll bring my children there. When you fail ten times, how many times will you stay there? You cannot say that I have failed too much, so promote me. Does it happen? You cannot fail too much to be promoted. You fail too much, you stay there. Better still, they even drive you away from the school. You are a young man, you are following a record. They even drive you from the school. In the school of life, in the school of the spirit, that's what a lot of you don't understand. In the school of destiny, there are exams we write. Joseph had to write the exams of managing money without stealing from Potiphar. When he finished, he had to write the exams. He even started writing the exams of forgiving his brothers who sold him. Wrote the exams of, of submitting as a slave. Wrote the exams of managing money without stealing and running away. Wrote the exams of handling sexual sin. Wrote the exams. Was tempted with sexual sin. Now, if you fail mathematics, do you go and write geography? Come on, talk to me. Do you go and write geography? If you fail mathematics, what else must you write? What again must you write? Mathematics. If you fail mathematics five times, do you replace it with geography? You will write the mathematics. So if you fail God in handling money, should he set another exam for uh, um, using a woman for you? No. He will use money. If you pass the money, he will now move you to another course. Some of the courses, it takes four years. Some of the courses, it takes one day. Pass your test. Pass your test. Pass your test. Don't say that this one, this one has moved forward. And me to have to do something and move forward. Some people are doing diploma. They are just going six months. Some people are doing HND. They are just going three years. Some people are doing degree. They are going four years. Some are doing doctorate. They are going seven years. Come on. Finish your course. Don't look at who is driving now. Don't look at who is married now. The reason why that you are still at that level for a long time and you are still waiting and you are still in school for a long time is because by the time you finish, your, your, your certificate will be heavier than that three years boy, than that one man boy. What you carry is bigger than the one that they carry. That is why you are still keeping long in that, cl- in that class. Can I have an amen? Your husband is not a normal man. That is why he didn't come fast. Your wife is not a normal wife. That's why she didn't come fast. So wait. Tell somebody, wait. 
that job that will change your life, it is not just one of the, those common jobs. What you carry is a, a, is a generational mantle. What you carry is a generational, is a, a whole event. You are supposed to turn your whole family around. Start a miracle. Needs time to prepare. I heard about the cow. The cow doesn't get pregnant for six months. The cow doesn't carry its young ones for nine months. The cow, the, do you know the baby of a cow? It is like a grown goat. I said what? The baby of a cow is like a what? A grown goat. But it takes cow about 13 months. Say 13 months. 13 months for a cow to, to deliver. Why? Because what it carries is bigger than what others are carrying. So if they are harvesting today, we are not ready to harvest today because what we are going to harvest is bigger and more valuable. So we, have, we, we need a time. Say time. I don't compare myself with my friends. I don't compare myself. The idea, uh, worker with his wife, banker with his wife and children. That's all their destiny is about. I'm a generational influencer. I'm someone who will change the whole world. My preparation time, my preparation time will be longer than someone who is just a banker with a beautiful wife, with children, and they have three cars. What I carry will change the whole world, not just a family. What you carry? That you are making the devil take away from you. That you are making the devil exchange. Giving you rescue. Giving you a fair girl. Giving you a slim girl. Giving you one, one younger rich boy. Giving you one, one, one younger in, in the name of fresh boy. Do you know fresh boy? Do you know what God can give you that when, when people see, they, they, they will think you've gone for Juju. Do you know what God is preparing for you? And you are exchanging it. Rescue. You are exchanging it. Say, give me that rescue again. That means that he has been there before. If you fail this fornication test, if you fail 10 years, you will still be there. No promotion for you. You say, I've served God, I'm seeing nothing. You will see nothing. You will see nothing because there is no promotion after failure. And by the time you are ready and you have come to God, Lord, forgive me. God is set. Another example. Ah, if you go that uh, you, are, you are failed and don't they have to set another one for you? You will rewrite your paper. So once you go and go, God, please, God, please, for. Uh, then forgive me, restore me. Once you pray that prayer, expect that that same temptation is coming. And that is why some of you you don't you don't understand. You don't understand. It's like oh, Debiana, Debiana Mashiasi, eh? Me kopo mpa me ba na kujua bechiko, kopo mpa me ba na esi aba bechiko. Obetia ko because the same problem no. Maybe I want to ask you no. A one year better so washi. Until you pass, you are not moving forward. Are you hearing me? Those of you in relationship and you are doing your own things. If you don't take care, you will never be able to marry. I'm telling you. Because God will wait for you to pa pass that test. You think that marriage is the answer to fornication? How? Oh. If marriage is the answer to fornication, ask your father. If marriage is the answer to fornication, go and ask all those who are wearing ring. Yet they are sleeping around. Where ask them? Where ask them? Marriage is not the answer to masturbation. Marriage is not the answer. Is it that uh, when I marry, then I'll have someone to do it with the person. So I will not masturbate. You are fooling. You are fooling. Your body is getting used to what you are doing. When you marry, you will not be moved by a physical body anymore. It is your imaginative wife 
the one you have been watching and the one that is in your mind, that demon that you are married to, that you don't even know, is the only person who will move you. The physical person you married will be like a stick around you. Are you listening? The generation of Esau. I don't have time. My time is up. Give me Proverbs 25, verse 28. God help us. Proverbs 25, verse 28. We've done only five. I have ten. He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down. And without what? When your city is broken down without walls, what happens to you? If Ghana doesn't have custom offices, what will happen to Ghana? Any militant group will just invade and take over. That is why the devil takes over your job. <laughs> you don't understand? That is why the devil is destroying your marriage. That's why the devil is destroying your business. That's why the devil is destroying your finances. That is, don't you see what, what your life is becoming? Don't you see you are moving from fire to fire? Because we're a city without war. You don't have self-control. You don't know how to say, no, I will not do it. You don't know how to say that, yes, I have direction, but I will not allow it to determine my direction. You don't know how to say that, even though I'm feeling it, but I don't want to go and do it. You don't know how to say that. When you feel, you do. When you have erection, you want to go. The generation of Esau. says that if you lack self-control, if you lack self-control, your whole empire will crash. There was a man by name, Jimmy Swaggart. He had 8,000 members at the time. But one time, as he was doing his crusade, miracles, those days when you're talking about miracle evangelism, 8,000 people in the early years where you cannot get people like that. One day, you see, what he has been doing is that he has been sleeping with prostitutes. So when he comes to the city and he's going to hold his crusade, like the way big, big evangelists come, like Pastor Chris and Co., when they come and they are doing their crusade, they, they sleep maybe in a hotel. Then they'll bring him his, his, his secret prostitutes to sleep with them like that. One time, they filmed him. You see, the devil is waiting, though. He's waiting, he's planning for you. You think nobody's seen? He's planning. Already, even some of us are having dreams. Some people are dreaming about it that some of you are doing things. You think the devil is, is, is joking with you? He will crush you. He, he will crush you. He will mash you. Joke with the devil. Joke with the devil. Then you can come and fool us. Come and stand in front of us, sing, preach, and you go and fool. The devil is waiting for you. He will crush you like something. Jimmy Zara thought he was, he, was, he was fooling the whole of America. One of the nights, when he went, miracles, he finished. The whole stadium was filled. He went, he went to fire again. The following day, he came. By the time he started the crusade, then CNN started playing the video of his, his sex with a girl in the hotel. As he was preaching, the whole America were watching CNN. That was what shot. People left this crusade before he closed and so today, his ministry just collapsed. 8,000 sister church collapsed. Look at Clinton. He was a very, very great man. Until we heard about Monica Lewinsky. How many of you heard of Monica Lewinsky? Slept with Monica Lewinsky. And Clinton lost all the respect he had in America as the president. Joke. Joke with your life. Joke with your life. Am I speaking? First Thessalonians 4 verse 4. 
what did the Bible say? Listen to me. See, fornication is a New Testament topical. If you think that, oh, we are in grace, Pastor, it's a New Testament grace topic. It's a grace topic. The fact that I encourage you to, to eat communion doesn't mean I say come and eat and go and fool about. I didn't say come and eat and you go and you are not afraid. You just ate communion, you went and you went to fool about. You don't fear God. You are bringing judgment on yourself. You don't fear God. You don't fear God. Because of grace, you continue in sin. Because of grace. So that grace will abound. Because we have taught you what the blood of Jesus has done. So you come and take communion and you go and sleep with your boyfriend. Go and kiss and go and pull about. Go and masturbate and watch pornography and come back here and come and take communion. God have mercy on you. You are still crucifying Jesus. You are still crucifying Jesus. Every week you crucify Jesus by sleeping with a woman you didn't marry and you claim you are a Christian. You claim you are a Christian. You will be, you'll be seen right in hell. You don't know what I'm telling you. The generation of Esau. You think we are joking here? That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel. Go to verse 3. If you, if you think that uh, grace has come, so you fool about. This is the, the, the man who wrote about grace. Paul. He said, for this is the will of God. This is God's will for his children. If you, if you are praying, God, God, let me know your will. This is how God thinks about you. What, how you should live your life. This is the will of God. Even your sanctification. Your holiness. Say sanctification. Say holiness is the will of God. Say my holiness is God's plan for my promotion. He said, this is the will of God. Your sanctification. Not for you to come and then fool about it. It's coming and go and, go and then sleep with, with, with a girl you are not married to. Come and eat communion and then you go you you come to church, come and stand in front of us, saying then you go out and go and do your own thing. Come and leave prayer. Then you go and then you go and do your own thing. Listen, the prayers I am praying now, eh? The prayers I'm praying now on this altar. If you have sinned, don't even come close to the altar. I'm telling you from today. If you know you are living in sin. The day you know you go and do your thing, when your leader calls you to come for mic, tell him that no, today is the wrong day. I'm not joking. That's why I advise you that don't clap, don't say amen. I don't need that one today. Because you cannot destroy the church of God. Do you understand? You cannot come and stand here and release demons upon other people. If you know you go and fornicate, don't come and join the choir to sing. Tell your leader that I'm not in the mood. Don't come and stand there and come and back prayer. Don't come and stand there and do empty. Don't come anywhere close to ministry to people. Don't try it because you are possessed with evil spirits. And you are ministering to people, you are releasing it upon them. And that is a great sin against God and the church. And that is why the church is struggling in certain areas of God. There are certain leaders that are sinning against God. And the whole church spiritually is filled with rubbish because certain people are sinning against God. The generation of Israel, trained, anointed, 
prepared for battle, yet sinners and evil people. No piety, no fear for God. Go and have your rounds of sex, then come and take my mic and come and fool about. This is the will of God. Even your sanctification, that you should abstain from what? From what? This New Testament. God brought you here to change your life. He didn't bring you here to keep you in sin. Did you hear what I said? There is no need for a church if there is no transformation. Asoria and Satra Nipano So for you to come here and ask your own son, die. I'm sorry, no. Take it from me. If you know that you won't change, the church. I've been here. Some people come to me. Pastor, I cannot be a Christian again. And truly to the back. There's one, one chorister girl who just came to me. Uh, who came to me sometime ago, early this year. Uh, Pastor, I cannot. I cannot. I've gone to do it again, so I, I, I cannot. And try to counsel her, try to pray. And she has accepted that she will live a sinful life. So today, she has not stepped into it. No amount of follow up. His leader doesn't even know why it's not in. The only one who knows. If you know that, you will not change. We are not raising a group of, of uh, sinners for hell. We are raising a group of holy people, a generation of Joseph and Jacob. People who have the blessing, the inheritance. People who take the nations for the world and enter into heaven. If you know you are not part of them and you want to be a generation of Esau, those who love rescue, then decide to advise yourself. Abstain from fornication. Turn the verse 4. How did he end? He said, that every one of you should know how to possess your vessel. Know how to carry your body. Know how to carry your body. I told you that you are not a machine. You cannot be staying in the same room with a girl, uh, uh, sitting there that you are watching cantata. Alone. And then, you, and then when you end up fornicating, you say, I don't know what came over me. What came over you? Foolishness came over you. Foolishness is what came over you. For you to sit in a room alone, Mr. Shepherd, Mrs. Shepherd, sit in a room alone with a boy watching movie. Why wouldn't you fall? Why wouldn't you fall? Why wouldn't you fall? I don't know what came over. I've told you what came, what comes upon you. When it comes, it makes you stop thinking right. The spirit of foolishness. I've given some of you rules, but you don't keep the rules. Do your own thing. So you are beloved. We don't hug. We don't squeeze. You hug. You squeeze. That is why you are, you are there. We don't stay in a place alone. You stay there. That is why you are doing it. We don't stay beyond 10 p.m. alone. You still stay beyond 10 p.m. alone. That is why you are doing it. It is not anything dear. It is the fact that you are just a generation of Israel. You just love rescue. Say rescue. <laughs> wow. They rest you. Raph, do you like rest you? I'm sure that is tomatoes. Because tomatoes is red, right? Because Kotomi is not red. Amen. Number six. They have the sin of fornication. They have the sin of fornication. They have the sin of fornication. Let me just close here. If I touch on this thing, they have the sin of fornication. Why? Why do you want the devil to destroy you? Why? Why are you playing with what we don't play with? The Bible says that he who fornicates does so because he does not have understanding. 
Proverbs 6. That is to he who commit adultery, fornication. He does it because he doesn't have understanding. What is the understanding the person doesn't have? He doesn't understand that he's destroying himself. He doesn't understand. It is like DDT that has been put into farm milk socket and freezed and has been given to you by your, your, your arch enemy. And say that socket, this is farm milk. It's so sweet. Don't mind that pasta. Don't mind his colo. Don't mind that pasta. And you are sucking it. And this is DDT packaged. Packaged. Sexual sin. He who indulges in it does it because he lacks understanding. Oh. Hey! He that doeth it destroyed his own soul. When you commit adultery, fornication, what you don't know, you think you are enjoying. You think, when many not take, when many one can go down for, go down for now, because this, her way is the way that leads to death. The Bible said that her lips are sweet, seductress. She wears the harlot dress. Some of you, when you see them dressed like that, with their bum bum out like that, then something is doing you. That day, let's rescue, hold on. Later, we'll come back and rescue you. Open it's not stage one, sir. That's why I'm going to call. I promise you, and bim. Or promise you, and bim. You know why? Because in between your promise and your delivery, there's always a potiphar's wife that will have to come. You fail to overcome it, the prophecy will never come through. And you think God has lied to you. You will keep dreaming it till you die. You will never see it. Because you cannot defeat Potiphar's wife. The generation of Israel. We'll continue on next week. Rise up to your feet. Beloved, thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Prince Lion. If you have been blessed by this message but have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, kindly say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died that I may live. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe I am a child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. If you have said this prayer, know that your sins have been forgiven and you are now a new creation. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays at Odoko. For more information, please call 054-324-8982 or 024-1372-895. God, which he bless you.